Uh, yeah, yeah, uh huh. Alright, alright, uh-huh. yeah, okay. Overcame some obstacles, yeah. tightened up my opticals. Yeah. My focus be untoppable, unstoppable, unfloppable. My words is very optimal, my style ain't very copable. Ain't about the price, about what's high, stop, drop a roll. Raps to make an honor roll, like stop them though. Hello? Hoop fans, and welcome to another edition of the Bronze DMs podcast. I'm Stu. Thanks for sliding through a very, very special edition of the podcast as we got through a full season, boys. We got through COVID. The bubble was executed. We got a champ to crown. We are here. Listeners, I am joined by the entire group, minus a few. Uh, but it should be a great podcast. Uh, won't name them as they're just going to come to light as we do this thing. It'll be absolute chaos, but I think you're going to enjoy it. Laven, you're going to go first. We have a champion. Your crush gets the crown once again. Mr. LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Miami Heat handily. And the championship is in Lakertown. How you feeling, my friend? Yeah. They won, but I, I first and foremost, uh, even before LeBron got there, I'm a Lakers fan through and through, and I'm just so happy that the Lakers franchise. I've been diehard Lakers fan my entire life. Jay, you know this about me, especially. Stay blessed. You consider yourself the most diehard Lakers fan, but it's me, really, probably. And <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just want to say, even before LeBron got there, I was just happy for that franchise to just, you know, come out on top. Anyways, no, actually, LeBron, his entire career, I've been following him. Uh, real happy for him. I think this championship was a pretty fucking cool championship. You guys pr- would agree with that. I think uh, the way, Stu, you set the podcast, the Bill Simmons, uh, Jared Dudley interview, the way he talked about that entire bubble situation was like, that was like a college experience. And guys like LeBron never played in college, all that. And it was the team that would win is the team that had the best chemistry and the Lakers had the best chemistry, which I thought was pretty fucking cool. I think that they binded together so well over every other team. And same thing with the Nuggets. The reason the Nuggets were so good uh, throughout the playoffs was because, you know, they, they bonded like that too. They, they just had that like cohesiveness, but happy for the Lakers. Love it. Love it for LeBron. I think he had a chip on his shoulder. I'm always a LeBron truther uh like through and through but uh, i'm happy to see him win again and he was amazing throughout the playoffs he was awesome i think we can all agree right we can all agree and i will say when we're talking to our kids about the nba teams that we witnessed and the greats there's no way we're forgetting about the bubble and i think the bubble was a perfect representation of who lebron is as a leader and he got the clown car that weird laker team that was looking real weird at the front end of the playoffs, uh, and they're champions. Yeah, but but does this season really count? Oh, Question it counts. Mark. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I so I and I flipped off of it. I was saying it's not an asterisk; it would just kind of be meh. I'm thinking it's it's totally legit because of the time taken off, though, uh, between the regular season and going into the bubble. A lot of critics are saying and analysts are saying, well, does this season actually count? Um, 
what would have been if COVID wasn't a factor. Uh, the standings got switched up a lot. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe this was good for the Lakers. It would be interesting to think about, you know, their place at the end of the day, uh, minus COVID. I think it's an interesting thought, but as soon as I think of that, I also think that the team that was supposed to win ultimately were the most dedicated to it and won. So I think because the Lakers, they're a one seed, never seen LeBron play better, never seen AD play better. So if, if they're if they're playing with the cards that they're dealt, how can you how can you asterisk that, man? Go yeah, I, I can't disagree with that last point. Yeah, they were they were dedicated throughout the whole whole series. Which I think is dope. And actually, when Laves and Stu and I did the podcast last time, what I was saying is that if Miami won, there might have been an asterisk. But because uh-huh. there was because there was an expectation for LA to win and they were arguably the best team coming into the league that I mean, you can't really say that the best team wasn't supposed to win when they had all that hype built up around them anyways. I mean, so did the Clips, but they fell out because the Clips are just fucking whack. But I think I think I think there very well could have been an asterisk if Miami won. Clips are whack. Fuck the Clips. They're whack. Could you imagine having a billboard of yourself wearing a crown and saying like "New Kings of LA" and then the yes, Lakers yes, win a yes, championship again? Oh, I and just as you like to say, sucks. To I think suck. I think it, I think if anyone sucks. could imagine having that billboard, it would be B A R J. One, one of those I think two, I right? think B, I think B A. <laughs> yeah, the guy that just came off a championship. Hey, listeners, don't want to hear like... about the once a year uh, booze and ball tournament. All right, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so format of this podcast is going to be a messy one, listeners. Uh, we got a couple Q and As that I'm going to kick around right now in the house. We got my man Jay Lee. We got my man B.A. We got my man Lave. We got my man Ty Guy. We got my man Ashy. And last, certainly not least, we got my man Chief, who's got a whole lot of accounting homework. Uh, but he's being a guy's guy, having a PBR with the fellas. Uh, appreciate you, Keith. So how is this going to roll? Listeners, keep in mind, Stu doesn't like Kendrick Lamar <laughs> or LeBron James. So, a, man, a person that doesn't like either of those guys, you can't you can't take them seriously. But we're here to discuss <laughs> these beautiful topics Stu Moffat has laid out for us. So I'll leave that with you. Uh, thank you for the uh, kind <laughs> remarks, Anthony. As we kick off our first segment, the Q and A. So how this is going to work, it's one question, one answer. Might get a few responses, but we're going to try and keep it tight so we can say goodnight at some uh, some point in the evening here. So first, Q&A. I think I know where he's going to go with this, but I want to know what was the best storyline that came out of this season? Justin Lee kicking it over to you. Drum roll. I think I know what it is, but what do you got? What up? I know you think you know where I'm going. You think I'm playing the Kobe card. Uh, but I actually misread what you put down, and I thought you said best storyline of the, of the championship. So I'm going to give my, I'm going to give some love to Kobe. And I'll actually say that I was I was kind of surprised how downplayed 
that storyline was in the NBA Finals. I thought that that was going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot more publicity and media around the like we're doing this for Kobe type shit. I don't know. What did you guys think about that? I felt that that was really downplayed. It was only kind of until the end that you uh, heard people talking about it, heard LeBron talking about it, and AD talking about it. So I agree. That was yeah. Uh, yeah. It kind of came up deal. in like I think it was Game Five when they wore the black Mamba jerseys. They. That was kind of when Lakers thought they were going to close it out. They thought they would do it for Kobe and his jerseys. And that was kind of like the first significant conversation I heard about it. But then that obviously ended pretty quickly as well. Yeah. I, I think right. the, only, the only reason it was downplayed, in my opinion, was because like Black Lives Matter was such a big part of everything they were doing in the bubble too, that it kind of sure. maybe, you know, that, that took precedence obviously over everything Mamba. But I remember there was one game where, do you remember – highlights of J.R. Smith only trying to hit corner three-pointers from the spot that was just like Mamba. You remember that? It was like a, it was a Mamba logo on the, on the court and he only wanted to hit his like 603 or something like that in that corner where it was Mamba. That Very kind cool. of stuff. I mean, but they all obviously appreciate all that stuff, but yeah, I think there was all, so many different storylines going on that maybe it, it took away from us, but. I think, and, and I agree. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that, um, some of that downplay probably came from like the NBA communication team, just not wanting the viewers to think it was just a big, like cheesy contrived show. Um, yeah. Just to keep that, like that organic vibe about the playoffs going. Right. And I mean, also the media teams would have been less involved from each teams. And that like, if it was the, Lakers playing at home each game like that would have obviously been way more lived up if like all the Lakers signs are there everybody's wearing Kobe jerseys and all that shit coupled with obviously more precedence in the BLM movement um but so we can keep things rolling <clears throat> with Stu uh the storyline that I love and it, d- it did kind of go throughout the whole season but was was Jimmy Buckets being labeled as a winner and kind of being initially labeled as a villain in the beginning of the season. I think just throughout his entire career, it's been interesting. So you got Chicago and kind of having to share the stage with D. Rose. Obviously wasn't happy there. Went to Minnesota, was supposed to be the savior. Help out Towns, help out Wiggins. Ended up, you know, having that kind of notorious, the practice and got in the grill with everybody. Got, got traded, was the villain out of Minnesota. Got to Philly. Almost helped them get to the finals. And then becomes all this kind of drama in the offseason, kind of labeled a guy that might be a, a locker room issue. Like, is he a Kyrie type of guy? Is he whatever? Um, and then uh, and then he gets to Miami, which I thought was, like, super questionable. I was like, why is he signing with Miami? Didn't think he was going to win. Uh, and then he just had an unbelievable season, paired up really well with the guys, seemed like an unreal teammate, and then had arguably one of the best finals games in game five for an individual player both defensively and offensively so I just thought it was super dope to kind of see a guy that was quite disliked throughout the league be totally labeled as a winner and I don't think anybody will kind of question that with with Jimmy Bucket so kudos to Jimmy that's kind of the storyline that that I thought was stoked and I think we all think he's a guy's guy now even though he's shared words with Lace. For the uh, listeners, I'm just playing a little Luke uh, Luke Combs. She got the best of me, which uh, Jimmy Buckets was singing on a yacht in Miami, being an absolute guys guy. Shout out you, Jimmy Butler. Get it. 
So I got not 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 uh, where I thought you were gonna go, but uh, I do agree, man. Honestly, the years blend together. I can't remember like when again was Jimmy traded from Chicago, like that Minnesota thing. Like how long was that, and when did he go to Miami? Like fuck me, man. What a year. But yes, he's uh, reinvented himself, and uh, yeah, seems like a fun hang to be honest with you. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go next year. I mean, he's. I think he. I think in like one of his exit interviews, he's he was pretty much like, yeah, I, pr- I promised Pat Riley that I'd get him a ring, and I've got one year left on my contract, so we're gonna we're gonna get one next year. And I mean, they're probably the most attractive place for a big free agent to land now, which we've all been hearing, obviously. So it's gonna be interesting. I the think Raptors. I think the Heat are going to win the championship in the next two, three years. I think they're so well poised to do that. They're fucking, they're so dangerous. That's a scary team. Very scary team. Yep. They're in Those the uh, Giannis. Guys. They're in the Giannis sweepstakes against the Raptors. Unfortunately. Right on. Okay. Well, good segue uh, because we're talking best breakout season. Jimmy Buckets could win that. I think there's a lot of people that would be up there, but he would definitely be a candidate. But Ty Guy, I asked you, who had the best breakout season? Uh, what's going on, Stu? Uh, yeah, uh, he was up there for me, that's for sure. Um, I have a couple. I'll try to make it as quick as I can, but I had a, I had a couple nominees. Uh, I'll start with uh, the Canadian kid, Jamal Murray. I think he had a pretty spectacular season, especially in the bubble. Some of his uh, layup packages were pretty uh, extraordinary. Uh, the 360 layup and that little scoop, scoop a dupe under uh, under LeBron was pretty uh, pretty amazing. Uh, wow! So you could put any of the three kind of big names from Miami in there, being Bam, uh, Hero, and of course Jimmy Buck- Jimmy buckets. But uh, I'm gonna go uh, a little way away from the beaten path, and I'm gonna go with. Uh, my man Doncic. Woo! Like, uh, I think he surprised everyone last year with how well he played, and then I think he just continued to surprise with how good he was at like 21, 21 years old. So uh, anyway, that's who uh, my breakout guy. I don't know if it's a breakout considering how well he did last year, but oh, it's a breakout. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick him as my choice, and uh, yeah, he was spectacular. Like, I think uh, Mavs could have potentially beaten the Clips had Porzingis not got kicked out that one game. That might have changed things in the series. And then, I don't know. Either way, I think he he played spectacular throughout the year. He could have been named most improved and was up there for for MVP. So, uh, for such a young kid, I think the guy's got a lot of promise. So, that's my uh, breakout player of the year. consistent uh yeah consistent guy that we've been discussing on the podcast um i love it too because he's doing it with footwork and not necessarily the most uh athletic human being which makes him uh, a fun watch lave looks like uh, you're asking for the bounce pass here in the lane what, what do you have well, to say? Uh, i'm not even asking for the i'm just uh, we gotta establish a rhythm here do we uh how do we who talks first do we do the ricky bobby like i don't know what you i'll do just with my point head. i'll point you got it right now <laughs> Uh, I, I agree with that 100%. I, Luka Doncic, unbelievable. That first uh, that series against the Clippers, he was so fucking good. He was unbelievable. He was great. That's his coming out party. 
The only other breakout season guy that you could maybe say was John Morant, maybe, but he didn't make the playoffs. But that that was a guy who like completely took the league by storm. But sounds like Jay has his hands up, needs to talk. Let's go. Let's hand it. Um, I, I was Let's just going to say, I, I watched uh, the year's highlight reel on Saturday. It was like an hour-long highlight reel of the season. And there's so much Doncic, and I forgot how much I missed watching him from the last couple of months without him in the bubble any any longer he, he's just he's so much fun to watch uh <clears throat> related to him being uh, a fun watch i have not tried to imitate a player move like just on the street courts in some time but his step back jump shot which is kind of like harden-esque but it looks easier uh i have attempted uh, dude, and in fact, I dude, attempted. Do you, have, do you have video proof of this? Do you have video proof <laughs> ask, of this? Comeback? Ask PA. Ask <laughs> can we Fred see this? <laughs> can we see what this looks like? It's true. This is very true. We were we are honestly kind of trying to throw it down for like a solid twenty minutes, and yeah, it was. Uh, it's we were determining the like fundamentals of what's a travel, what's not a travel, and how you pull that step back off without getting that second dribble down. Stu had it pretty down pat. They were going in. And it was like I, I was we're playing pickup basketball. So do I go for the block and then potentially get my foot under his and Zaza his life? Or elbows do I just let Moff- him take the shot? Elbows in Moffat. Elbows in <laughs> Gordon Gord Moffat always said elbows in. All right. So that's great, great podcast content here. <laughs> okay, we're moving on from the best breakout season to the best bubble moment. Uh definitely a weird and wild time with the league going down to disney world uh a pretty crazy concept and actually an underappreciated uh storyline i think is just the nba team as a whole actually pulling this thing off because what a success especially at the onset of them doing it it was looking like a pretty uh scary time but they pulled it off in spades we were able to crown a champion and there were a lot of fun storylines that came out of that ba kicking it over to you best bubble story or moment that took place. What do you got? So I'm hoping that you're referring to like the behind the scenes non-basketball stories of the bubble, because that's what I've gathered. It's it's open-ended, but that's where I hope you're gonna that's go. A, that's right where I went. So uh just a couple nominees. Uh first off, the amount I guess everyone was allowed to go fishing in the bubble, which was super interesting. I guess a ton of guys went fishing. Yeah. So you saw there is conspiracy theories that the NBA was putting extra fish in so that people would catch more fish and improve morale in the that bubble. That was true. Is that, was that actually, is that confirmed? I think, dude, I don't know. Like Kevin Arnovitz is talking about it. So if it comes from Kevin Arnovitz, that's pretty trustworthy. I mean, that, so. Yeah, that's, that's guaranteed. Next up is uh, the Bubble Wine Club. I did not realize how many NBA players were like deeply into wine. JJ Redick had like, I think he spent over like 10 G's on a wine fridge just to put in his room. And they had a bunch of guys, yeah, they had a bunch of guys do do similar things. And one of the biggest imports into the bubble was just wine. Um, I joined a wine club because of the LBJ Lakers stories. Yo, yeah, I, I, I thought JJ Redick didn't booze. JJ Redick no, loves no, that was wine. no, that was fake news for me. A fact checker on the on the podcast called this out did, for that. That was did, me. JJ Redick, that was my bad. JJ Redick. Oh, I, he actually so got a D- cooler now. Yeah. 
Well, and he had a DUI too. Like I Googled it and then it was like, yeah, he had a DUI. Like he, he let's go, JJ. <laughs> JJ Reddick fucking partied in, at Duke. JJ Reddick was an animal, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he's a beast. Watch those Duke highlights again. That will be down memory lane. That changes everything. I think like I just p- kind of pictured him just a, a super straight cut kind of dude. But anyways, so no, we do not know drinking and driving. Do you bad? <laughs> Don't condone it, but uh, JJ Reddick, JJ Reddick's college highlights just to not go off on too much of a tangent. JJ Reddick's college highlights. Oh yeah, some of the best, most just like ridiculous. They'll bring tears to your eyes. They're insane. They're nuts. Yeah. Um. But yeah, some of the other nominees were Lou Williams uh, sneaking out to grab chicken wings with Jack Harlow at a Lever strip Pepper club. Lever Pepper Lou. Yeah, and. Uh, I just thought that was great. I, I love wings, and I think I would definitely do the same thing. Um, and then Jack Tyler Harlow. Hero, Jack Harlow, yeah. Jack Harlow, or would you go solo, or who would you bring with you? I would go Jack Harlow, <laughs> and we'd be we'd be popping all night. How many wings uh, are you allowed on your diet, BA? Like one, I, I go two pounds. Two wings, I go two pounds. One two wings a month, yeah. No, it, it's more the be- the bevies and the snacks. I'll go full meals, like all in. You know what I mean? Um, and then, and then, um, yeah, Tyler Hero, he had a 34 point night and his Instagram famous model girlfriend came in and, uh, she replied to a tweet saying that she was going to treat him well that night. And I thought that was just great. That's just a great love story to bring to the bubble. And that's just heartwarming. And I think everyone can get on board with that one. But, uh, the, the, Ultimate winner, I think, was the Black Lives Matter meeting that all the players have. I would have loved to have been in that meeting and just seen, like, who was talking, who kind of, like, led the room and, like, what the vibe was in there. I wish we could get, like, more more info on what exactly went down in that meeting. Man, we we had a lot of fun this season. Like, that was just in the bubble alone. The bubble brought some storylines for sure. And it's because there's like it was like a mic like everybody was just microscoped like every yeah. single move that any player made you heard about it. Yeah, it was unreal. Um, yeah, no, and I, I feel you're right. That's got to be the best moment. I think it was the coolest thing too, and it was after that I I did a few minutes just on how proud I was of the league. Like, not that I'm formally affiliated with the league, but we give it a lot of attention, obviously, and to have all those folks come together um, and make a difference and, and pull this whole thing off, man, you know, respect. Yeah. And it was like, I remember it being reported that LeBron was very close to just like leaving altogether at that point. And like, that was a big point was LeBron was like considered to be like out of it, but then he pulled back in and like, I, yeah, in a different dimension, I wonder what would have happened if that took place. The league needs LeBron. I- I completely forgot about that that whole meeting in the first place. Like, yeah, just, uh, that that would have been just the powerful people in the NBA, like all those players. Yeah, that would have been that's a when fun. The, room. That's when the like, true be a fly on the wall in that. Yeah, for sure. Ty guy, Ty guy, guys talking. Uh, I don't know if it was during that meeting or if it was prior to the bubble actually starting, but were the Lakers and the Clippers not like the front runners to not play basketball this year in the bubble? Correct. <clears throat> that's pretty interesting. From from almost not playing to winning the ship, that's uh, that's wild. 
That is wild, especially when they're, like, the top teams. You would think, like, we have the team this year. Like, we got to capitalize. And then for those to be the teams that are thinking, like, if I was the Pelicans, I'd be like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Hey, that's what cheesed me about Kyrie. Like, when he was like, oh, you know, nobody should be going in the bubble. And I was like, man, I totally appreciate that perspective. Like, when Steven Jackson was talking about, you know, letting letting the limelight be on uh, or the, the media attention be on bigger issues respectable point but if you're Kyrie it's like everybody's going to interpret as you have the luxury to say that because you're not competing for uh for a ship so anyway that that frustrated me a little bit Lave, and then we gotta we gotta move off this one can I just like Kyrie doesn't deserve the fucking light of day for whatever he's saying he's ridiculous everything he says he's got like this weird I don't know daddy complex with LeBron something's going on with him he he's absolutely ridiculous he needs to stop before he talks <laughs> that's it that's all I need that's, that's that's it I just had to say that I agree okay well Lave, you're you're up next uh biggest low light so I'm looking for like a snapshot story or moment in time biggest low light biggest highlight uh biggest okay so I'm taking over Mikey B's too okay so biggest low light for me I'm we're talking bubble are we talking bubble? Hey, whatever you want. I think there, there's a few. I mean, you could do like uh, Spicy P in the playoffs was a fucking absolute disaster. That was terrible. Uh, the Clippers, in general, they put so much money into it. Balmer put all that money into that franchise, and they completely fell apart. It's got to be the Clip. I think it has to be the Clippers, and I think there's so many problems with the Clippers, and we can, like, dissect all of that. Um yeah, I mean, it's, I think it has to be that. Clippers, Clippers. Spicy P, I mean, Spicy P just holds a special spot in my heart because what a complete, absolute waste of space he was throughout the entire playoffs. <laughs> Every single other Raptor player on his team, Sue, you of all people would agree, OG and Anobi absolutely crushed it in his place and he is a future all-star, would you say, in the next year or two? Is that what you're saying? No, that's what? that's what I said Thank on this God? podcast. Yeah. Anyway, so that remains to be seen. But anyways, Spicy P to me was the biggest disaster, disappointment. But the Clippers, uh, whoa, whoa, yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, you're not chirping OG right now. OG had a great playoff. No, no. OG was amazing. Okay. I think Spicy Spicy P in the playoffs was an absolute. I, I completely second that. He was. He was. He, he, he was. was awful. He, he was atrocious. He was a, he was the poop that comes out of the horse cops in Ontario. The the, the cops that ride the horses. <laughs> that was Spicy P. He was that. Uh, but OG OG was OG was sick in the playoffs. I think. But biggest disappointment Clippers. We all have to agree. Maybe I don't know. Unless yeah, was, like being a Toronto homer. Obviously, Spicy P kind of like hits you a little different. But like. Because watching him, like, game in, game out was one of the most frustrating things to watch, like, ever. But, yeah, in in the scope of the whole the whole league, definitely the Clippers. And, like, Paul George just disappearing some games. That was, that was tough. Yo. Yo, Spicy P. Chief. Spicy P was playing YMCA basketball. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that, that was tough. I I second that. BN, I know. That I've never agreed with a statement more in my entire life. Yes, give, I, give, I have give, to agree. Give Chief the mic. Give Chief the mic. I was just gonna piggyback on the Clippers because the super disappointing thing about them is that 
I think they only have Paul George and Kawhi locked up on contract for one more year, being next season. They just lost Doc Rivers. So they got a new coach and only one year to retain or to convince their two stars to stay with the team. So it's going to be very interesting watching how that disappointment unfolds into next year. They're probably going to have a tough time changing their roster due to just the nature of their contracts and team construction. So I think that next year could be super disappointing. And then if one of those guys decides to bail, look for that uh, that entire franchise to go back down to the bottom of the Western Conference since they've given up like all of their future picks. And I think whoever they traded with, uh, OKC, they have uh, pick swap rights. I think if next year goes south, the Clippers are, are doomed for some time to come. Hot, hot take. Can you win with two of your all-star best players not being commanding locker room presence? I feel that might be an issue for them because they have like their their bench squad or their depth where they do have that personality. But then their two best players, of course, don't necessarily follow the same rules, be to their own drum, and which caused some chemistry issues. Kawhi Leonard was flying in from San Diego. Like, that was crazy. Yeah, that's and whack. So, and he was Kawhi, late for Kawhi's not, Kawhi's not a leader. The only reason yeah. the Raptors won is because uh, Lowry was the leader. Kawhi was not a leader. That's all. Exactly. So, so can you win? And PG is not like the most expressive type either, right? So, uh, I'm curious if they can get it done. Also, the West, uh, the Western Conference is only getting better. Like, good luck with the Mavs next year. Good luck with the Nuggets. Like, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. But they also, I mean, I, I, I Kawhi is one of the best players we've ever seen. So, you know, maybe. Okay, we're going to move off that. Um, Ashy, this one is uh, is open-ended. So could be something big, could be something small. But I'm curious, more of the off-the-court, could be like larger storylines, could be anything. What was the best cultural moment uh, that you liked during the year? Obviously, the Kobe stuff. The Kobe stuff was cool. That was amazing. Um, the Black Lives Matter uh, stuff going on there. Kenny Smith walking off the TNT show to like stand in solidarity um, with BLM. Yeah, there was just so many things that happened in this bubble. I can't, I can't pick one. What do, you, what do you guys think? I think the NBA of any league, like the NHL, tried to do it, but the NBA crushed it with tackling any social, all those social issues, everything that was going on. NBA crushed it. That's it. NHL try to do it. I don't think they did a good job. And NFL is maybe like a week or two away from being fucking shut down. But NBA crushed it. I think they did a great job. I I agree, too. And Stu already kind of hit on this. But this year, more than ever, just made me be proud to be an NBA fan and made me be proud to have grown up in the general kind of hoop scene and hoop culture. So I think that was one of the big takeaways from bubble hoops for me. Especially when you compare it to like other shit, like the the fucking NFL and NHL, like you said, waves like more than ever. Yeah, I agree with that. Man, it was, it's uh, great. Yeah. Oh, Stu, you're back. Um, it's interesting because no matter what gets thrown at the NBA, they seem to come out a bit on top. With the exception, I think there there could be a debate around the the China human rights issue and their response to that, but. Uh, in any event, I think their efforts super commendable. I love how Trump is chirping at them right now that their ratings are down. Meanwhile, they're doing a bubble league in Disney World while the NFL is going on. Like, way to tell the full story, you 
<laughs> Maniac. <laughs> anyway, which is a perfect segue into our next topic, which is what is the wackest moment of the league? So speaking of a very whack man, we are going to talk about the wackest moment. Chief, you can't have good without the bad. Wackest moment. What was it? Just for clarification, I'm hoping you're referring to the Donald as whack man, not me. But uh, <laughs> yes. that goes without saying. <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm talking okay, about Donnie. Uh, so you inspired me for two very quick whack moments. And these were recurring moments throughout the season. One whack recurring moment. Kawhi being late for team flights over and over because he was come from San Diego. That's wacko jacko. Can't have that on my team. Guys... That's like not a guy's guy play. Imagine sitting on the plane for 45 minutes to take off, waiting for Kawhi. Everyone's calling him. He's not answering because he doesn't want to talk to his teammates. Wacko Jacko, get him out of there. Number two, along the same lines, is LeBron leaving the bench early after games. Like in blowouts, he'd take off his shoes. He'd put some wraps on his knees, on his ankles. And there'd be like 45 seconds left in the game and he would leave early. This happened countless times. Again, wacko Jacko, got to get that out of there. It's just not a guy's guy move, not a teammate move. All the bench guys who are out on the court support him all season long, and he can't hold up his end of the bargain. All he has to do is sit there for 45 more minutes, 45 more seconds, rather, clap his hands, they can go, he can go get his treatment. There's no additional treatment in those 45 seconds that are improving him or the Lakers. So that has to stop. I don't want to see that next season. Uh, and now this is actually a little sad, and it's a hey, 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 topic. chief. Just because you're about yeah. to jump into number two, who's got like the uh, restaurant going on behind them? <laughs> I think it's Ashy because he has. Is it, it's you? It's on, chief. It's one hundred percent Ashy. It's one hundred percent Ashy. He's been <laughs> firing up pizza pops. He's been firing up. Yet. He's been firing up pizza pops in the microwave all night long. <laughs> Okay. Big quick shout yeah, out to Pete Pops. He's like, muted. That's hey, snack for my no, it, honestly though, shout, shout out to our uh, sponsor, Pillsbury, uh, Pete's Pops, okay. pepperoni, cheese, all meat available at your nearest store. They're hot. They're ready. They're right made for you. Chief, let's get it. Topic number two. Yeah, we can't do this to our sponsors. And we also couldn't have done the bubble without uh, Rudy Gobert, who owns the wackest moment of the season overall. He had the... Uh, immature moment where he was touching and grabbing the mics. It was wacko Jacko. It stopped the league in its tracks as games had to halt. Everyone had to figure out what was happening with COVID. And then we had this, what was it, two, three month break of NBA. That was clearly the wackest thing as it took away from the flow of the season, broke off the NBA finals, brought in this whole conversation of asterisks that Anthony already brought into this podcast, that would have never happened. Well, it actually would have, but he was the one who kickstarted it and made it all depressing and sad. That was the wackest moment of this NBA season, and I don't think any of us will forget that specific moment for uh, for many years to come. Never. Wild, wild moment. Could happen to anyone. We went through it, analyzed it. Tough break for the guy. Uh, yeah, it was a tough look, but... I think we might have to add a Wacko Jacko segment to the pod next year. <laughs> if Wacko Jacko is not trending on Instagram tomorrow, I'm gonna be disappointed. Hey, by the way, I like I was Wacko Jacko my almost knocked me off my seat. Jeez. Like Wacko Jacko is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. It just happens. I agree. Uh, 
Uh, Tyga, you got any more input or uh, what's going on? No, I was just super pumped about Wacko Jacko as well. So. <laughs> okay, well, from, from Wacko Jacko, moving into uh, the next part of the podcast, Wacker Facts Chaos Edition. Who knows who's going to have the, uh, the fiery hot mic first? I don't know. You don't know. Let's get into it. Gentlemen, I ask a question. You get to respond with one word followed by a why if you care to share. So you either respond with whack or you respond with facts, depending on if you agree or disagree. Hey, Stu, can I make one uh, amendment to the uh, to this game? Instead yes, of, your podcast. Instead of, <laughs> instead of whack or fact, it's <laughs> got to be uh, wacko jacko or facto. <laughs> yes. Wacko or facto? <laughs> Wacko, Jacko, or Facto. Wacko, Jacko, or Facto. All right. Well played. I I don't know how I'm going to slice this cake, but but thanks for your feedback. Well, live on air. Appreciate it, Ty guy. Uh, Okay. This earlier this week, I lost some money and that went to the NBA store as a result of the 2021 Raptors jerseys. Gentlemen, the Raps 2021 jerseys are fire. Wack or facts? I want to hear the whack take. Yeah, what's the whack? I, uh, I mean, they're they're great, but the the candy canes are the those are the those are the best ones, right? They're the same. Okay, facts, no whack. I, I love the candy canes too. I, I got no problem with the candy canes. Candy canes are my favorite. They they just took candy canes and they like kind of altered it a little bit, but. I, I was happy, though, they brought in the north diagonal, though. It was a subtle touch. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, you guys are talking about the, the yeah, triangle. You don't, you don't like those? I love uh, I love them. Did they always have that? The candy canes are the same, are they not? It's well, the candy canes had team. north. Like so, the north then, one, Liz? Yeah. Yeah, but the rap, uh, like the current Raptor jerseys, uh, they're arced. They're not on a triangle. Okay. Maybe I don't. So I, okay, then I can't say because I maybe I haven't seen them. No, you've seen them. They're the they're the Triangle Norths, except they say Raptors. Did you post Literally, them and uh, over triangle, the last two days right. in Bronze CM shot? No, that probably I probably didn't see them. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, the new Ash- ones all have the Triangle Raptors, correct? The, yes, the Kawhi they, the Kawhi the Kawhi Game Seven shot candy canes are my they, favorite. They Raptors are they're the same time. design as the candy canes. Just okay. different okay. colors. Okay. Then I love them. No, you, no whack. All facts. Thank you, BA. My bad. <laughs> Ashley, what, what's the beef? How are they? There's a there's a picture of uh, Larry wearing them. Like, these have been game worn, right? No, no, no. They're new this no. year. But I know it's funny you said that they're whack because I know, like, your business partner I saw was tweeting about it and also said it was whack. He didn't like the highlight on the lettering, which I find is very effective. I liked it. Uh, I don't mind them. I just they're to me they kind of remind they kind of remind me of the Winnipeg Jets jerseys. Like they're kind of boring to me to personally, personally. But I mean, I could live with this. I could live with this for the next two years. Hopefully they redesign them. But so I, I really love the full black ones. The full black and then red writing. Those are my favorite ones. With the Jordan logo, those are my favorites. Oh, man, those, are, those are good meal. Those are so oh, nice. a triangle on those. No, they have a triangle on those. On the all black? I well, think it's, 
It's the 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 font is in a triangle. They don't have the actual triangle though. Yeah, right. I like the. That's why I like the red ones the best because you can see the triangle. It's a nice red. It's got the black outline. I dig it. Those are my favorite. You know what? I, I like all of them. They're not none of them are wacko jacko to me. They're all facto. You know what I mean? Yo, what, what, and what do you like? I thought the red Lowry was just like that's just a classy play. Like I feel that's a jersey to have. I like the. I think I'm seeing it right now for the first time. I think OG looks badass in that black jersey. Exactly. It's a very nice look. And Pascal should be cut from the team, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, Pascal's, Pascal's coming back. He's coming back. That stripe on the leg? There's most of the leg of the year, Pascal. Yeah. Is that an all-star OG uh, jersey or what? He looks, he looks like an all-star right here. He does. He, he looks does. tough. He looks Can't tough wait. as shit. And he and he was nice in the bubble. He was nice. Hey okay. guys, if you're gonna if you're gonna go cop a Raptors twenty one jersey, cop the black one. I I agree with PA. No stripes on the shorts. Hey hey, or, orders in, man. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a black DeRozan, uh, our sacrificial lamb, goat Raptor. Uh, next up, uh, Kawhi. Should be able to load manage next year. Uh, you heard he was late for team gatherings because he's flying in from San Diego. Uh, he should be able to load manage. Whack or facts? Wow. Whack. Whack. Fuck him, whack. That's so fucking wacko jacko. Wacko jacko. Wacko. Wacko <laughs> That is so wacko. fucking wacko jacko. I cannot even begin to dive in. That's a rabbit hole right there. Okay. Unanimous wackos. Uh, yeah, the BA, yeah. BA, I want to hear you dive oh, into you, it. I thought we had one. Can, I, can we hear BA dive into that one real quick? I want to hear you dive into it. You cannot come late to a team meeting and have the performance that your team had in the playoffs and have that kind of attitude, like, and then the next year only play, like, 50% of the season. Like, you got to come back and show your team what you're made of because that is wacko jacko. Hold on, but him it's being wacko, Jacko, him, him living distanced doesn't have anything to do with his load management. Is is the wacko Jacko him load managing or him living further away and then coming late to practice? At this point, it becomes a personality issue and it becomes a leadership issue. You can't. It's like you can't not like. LeBron, you can you cannot like LeBron James and you cannot like Kendrick Lamar, but if you don't like both of them, that's fucked up. <laughs> we are describing right now the, the host of the podcast, Stuart Moffat. Yeah. Stu, Stu tries so hard to hate LeBron James, but he can't. <laughs> he can't. He just can't oh. do it because he respects. He respects. But I feel like you also got to respect the evolution of a human being. Like, just because you don't like a guy, you know, I I will say it. Like, young LeBron couldn't stand him, didn't like how his career shaped out, didn't like anything about it. Yo, yo, fantastic, yo. But one or the other, one or the other is fine. But both, that's racism. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Exactly. Kendrick like, Lamar. Like Kendrick Lamar. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, okay, speaking of uh, speaking of LBJ getting his back on the rails, uh, Lakers will repeat next year. Whacker facts. Whacker Jacko. Facts. 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 
Facts. Facts. Facts. Facts. They're going to repeat. They're going to repeat for sure. LeBron's getting six by the end of his career. I promise you that. LeBron is – do you not see, like, LeBron is – he's on a mission to get championships. He wants to do it like he's he's – no matter what, that entire team, the Lakers team that he brought through the bubble, the reason they won was because that he wants to beat the fuck out of MJ, I think. He he has a personal vendetta against Stu Moffitt and Michael Jordan, and that's it. And so I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying wax. <laughs> They're gonna win next year, a- because AD- I, also AD is by far the the like one of the best players in the NBA, if not like he's he's amazing, so underrated. But is AD, AD is AD, AD LeBron's best teammate? Oh, Jesus Christ! So, yeah, <laughs> I think so. No, I, sure. I, I, they they need a supporting cast upgrade though, without a question. I don't I don't I don't think they can win with the current bench that they have because. They're yeah. not good enough to beat another Miami team, in my opinion, who gets a full year and comes back probably stronger. And guys like Drogic are back. I don't know. Like I, I would actually argue that if Drogic and Bam were, you know, in yeah. full full play mode this year, that it probably would have gone to seven. So I don't know. Like Danny Green, Wolf, KCP, Meh, Morris. Oh man, KCP was unbelievable. KCP was dog shit. Would you around the table, Jay, Jay, especially you, Jay, would you agree? Would you say Anthony Davis is LeBron's best teammate? Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. Everyone. Yes. Yes. Across the board. Yes. Yes. Ever. Like you're saying ever. I think, I think, yeah, by far that's LeBron's best teammate. It's him or Wade is the question. Yeah. Or or you're like year one Wade. I got Wade close to. I was going to say Wade probably right now if he gets another ring with AD. I mean the the one thing is though, like, and why I think this is very impressive for LeBron is like if you have that squad in AD, like they're losing borderline to the Blazers first round. So like, and maybe if it's Wade, I'd I'd give him a little bit more. But anyway, I like I think Davis is good, but it's just so hard to extract the value out of that cast. And I don't think anybody does it like LeBron. So anyway, that's kind of a compliment to LeBron. But I, I think this was more of LeBron. Bring a tear to my, you're bringing a tear to my eye, Stu. You're bringing a tear to my fucking eye. Yeah, hold on. You're also you have to remember that you played an entire year without Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and the Warriors that have gotten better. Well, maybe not gotten better since they lost KD, but have gotten better since losing KD. They got Wiggins. They got uh, some interesting folk on their team. And they got a really high draft pick. And they're yeah. getting LaMelo Ball. And we both know that's the future MVP of the league. God, I hope they don't. But that's oh, that's an entire year. That's such a Brad Anderson year. thing to say. That's such a BA thing to say. <laughs> Changed my mind. Changed my mind. And it's a year. But he, even so, even if they don't take him, they back. can trade him for a window player. Yeah. And the, the Nets are coming back. Are the Brooklyn well, Nets coming back, Keith? Is that what you're saying right now? Hey, hey, hey. Well, they're going to be in the mix at the very least. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I, I don't think the Brooklyn, Nets can, I don't, the Brooklyn Nets can't do anything because they have Kevin Durant, who uh, makes fake Twitter accounts to pump himself up. Fuck, and then Ky- Kyrie, Ir- Kyrie Irving, who has a weird daddy daddy complex. They're, they're the most... Mentally unstable to superstars in the NBA. They're so fucked when they're with each other. They're, I don't think, they're gonna, I don't think KD is mentally unstable. <laughs> Wait, I, think, I think KD is... He's just dumb. Hey, hey, let me, hey guys, guys, guys. 
Well, let me ask you this, because this is the next on the list. Whacker facts. Kyrie and KD break up within three years. Facts. 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 Like one year. One year. They're done in a mean. Like I, I was thinking about the over under on that. I would say the the over under has got to be like three years is generous. I would peg that at two and a half, and I would still take the under. I know you guys are like not necessarily fans of either of them, but I like I, I love Katie. I, I don't think they're I don't think they're gonna work out, but I would love for them to work out. Like I think that would be so exciting for the East for that team to be like a powerhouse next year. I think that would be so fun to watch. You know what's Speaking a better of- question? What about Steve Nash? Over under on Steve Nash as Brooklyn Nets head coach. Well, the Brooklyn... Under, the, under under whatever line you set. Under. Dude, <laughs> Kyrie's already said he's not really the head coach. Anyone could be the head coach. So. Exactly. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets don't even need a head coach. They've got Kyrie <laughs> and KD. They don't even need that. Nash. Steve Nash is so fucked before he even got a job. Man, yeah. how, how stoked though are you guys that Finally, when you're watching Nets-Raps games, they're going to be very interesting games because we play them. I, I feel like every time I'm lo- like I'm watching the Raps, they're playing the Nets, and it's like, ah, fuck, this is a throwaway. Like, now it's fun. <laughs> I totally yeah, agree. Now it's scary. It's like, how they're, are they playing the Nets like 25 times during the season? That's I'm so sick of just watching that Levert guy play on the Nets all day. Like, I, I would love some star power on that team. I hate the Nets. I literally hate watching the Nets play ever. They're so fucking upsetting for me to watch. I, I, I almost I dislike them as much as watching the Knicks. Will I like, Ky- I like will, will Kyrie and KD mesh even? I don't even know. It'll be interesting. I, I, don't think, I think they'll have a smooth like 65 games and then they're going to have a couple beefs. They're going to have That's a lot of games, Chief. Arguments <laughs> towards yeah. But it's less than one full season. And then they're going to go south quick. And once they go south, they don't recover. But in terms of style, like Kyrie is such an ISO player. Like, I just don't know how those, like, you watch the Heat. Like, that's such a cohesive team. And LeBron and AD, like, you can see LeBron attacking the hoop. And then he's got AD under the net for the oop. Like, there's there's so much uh, synergy there. I just don't see the synergy in those styles of play. In terms of those two meshing, is it much different than Kyrie meshing with LeBron? If anything, Durant is less ball dominant and more of able to play off ball and play as a shooter, shooter type than LeBron was when he was meshing with uh, Kyrie. That, those that, were super ball dominant, both of them. I thought about that. That's a hot take, Chief. Do you think? Uh, <laughs> I think that I think I think KD. I think KD's way more ball dominant than than LeBron, but. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know. I mean, I think the uh, if, if anything, yeah. Uh, what I would say out of all that situation is that they, even if even if LeBron is more ball dominant, emotionally LeBron's a little bit more mature than KD, who's a fucking child every now and then, who has you know secondary Twitter accounts and does all that. Anyways, <laughs> keep going, keep going, Stu. I know you're doing this, you're wrapping it up, but. I don't think it's going to go well in Brooklyn for the two of them. So, and I I'm, think Jay Lee right now just went and and rubbed one out real quick. But what? <laughs> All righty, okay. Next up on the Wacker Facts, the final one. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught this, but J.R. Smith, predictably the first one to touch the Larry Ob. Was it fitting for J.R. Smith to touch the Larry Ob first? Whack or fact? 
Facto. That's wacko, Jack. I'm saying wacko, big time wacko. I couldn't believe that. Wacko, wacko. Like, and he takes his shirt off to start with. Like, it's such an image thing. That was so wack. Some of J.R. Smith's presence just brings championships. You just have no idea how it is. J.R. Smith Smith is the party goat of the NBA. (laughs) So he can touch whatever the fuck he wants. I love that. Okay, moving on, gentlemen. Can, can speaking, touch the court. Speaking of goats, it is the time to ask the question: Is the chosen one LeBron James a guy's guy? So you each get to add one. I, I'll give the floor to everyone. They got to have a quick take. Is LeBron James a guy's guy? I'm gonna kick it off. Lave, you'll be happy to know. I do think LeBron James is a guy's guy. <clears throat> when I heard that they were doing a wine club. For the Lakers after wins, that's such a guy's guy move. Young LeBron, not a guy's guy, kind of passive aggressive, a bit weird, demands a spotlight, but probably had a lot of people in his ears. So I suppose it's excusable. Uh, scowly LeBron, AD LeBron, maximal extraction LeBron, definitely an absolute guy's guy. So he has a wine club. I'm giving him the guy's guy approval stamp. Wave. We'll start with you. What do you think? Uh, what What is maximal extraction, LeBron? What the What is that? <laughs> it means he's able to get potential out of all of his players better than anyone I've ever seen. Maximal extraction, LeBron. Okay, I like that definition. That's amazing. Uh, I think, yeah, of course, <clears throat> you know where I'm going to stand on this, but uh, if I was to say one thing about LeBron James is that there's never been one single player – with that much pressure coming into the league and, and like came up and, and, and lived up to those expectations. There's not been a single player, even Kobe Bryant. I mean, Kobe Bryant's a great basketball player. He was amazing, but he, he didn't have those expectations coming out of high school. LeBron James was toted as the chosen one from age 16. And he, you know, he lived that, life he's still doing it he's still doing it at the age of 35 like that is the most impressive thing i think in my michael jordan was nothing at at unc i mean not nothing but he was not the you know nowhere near lebron Yo, i, I literally think, went to get a water house <clears throat> yeah house yeah this is what happens when you leave i think what <laughs> what lebron has done and living up to those expectations which i don't think any single one of us here could ever do if you were that highly touted and you had that much expectation on yourselves i don't think like any one of us could live up to that but this guy like does that and he has continued to do that i think that is the most impressive thing in the entire world i think it's nuts that's why i love this guy i think he's i think he's the best because of that because that is so much pressure and he just keeps doing it he just keeps performing it's nuts anyways Ty, you're, you're you're putting your hands up right here and then and then and then chief's doing this and i don't know which whatever you guys hey, go. Keep, keep it tight, though. Like, respond and then give your take. Ty Guy, over to you. I just love the fact that it, uh, this is an absolute roller coaster of a question from Nick Lave. <laughs> it's uh, up and down. and uh... Yeah, it, it, it's like a, it's like a interviewing a, like a Republican right now where you're asking them about, like, the coronavirus yeah. and suddenly they're talking about, like, I don't know, the zoo in Indianapolis. Like, <laughs> I, I, I almost cried. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's incredible. Anyway, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> it's like asking Stu about Michael Jordan. 
Uh, so Ty, what, like, where do you land? Oh, tough one. Uh, you know what? I, I, I might have to stick with just a guy. Um, oh. Okay. I mean, I might work my way into him being a guy's guy. Cause I, I think Laves does have a point. The guy grew up with a lot of pressure uh, under him and, or on him or whatever. He, but uh, but this isn't this isn't about getting A pluses. Like being a guy's guy's about more than that. So for example, it's subjective, Stu. It's, it's, right, it's right. everyone's guy's guy's their own guy's guy situation, Moff. Everyone. Sure. Get whatever. Say what you're gonna say, Stu. Is it? Is well, it, I was just gonna say. So like Lee here? Lee Cabin test. Like on one hand, you're like, oh it's man, Lee Cabin Jay's here. Like if he's wearing the Lakers shorts and he wants to smoke cigars and have a great time, I'm in. But he also might be just like not a fun time and he might you be put on something in a championship <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway i'm not gonna go down this rabbit hole no. uh where i was gonna go with this was uh i think he might just end up being a guy for me because like okay he walks in the league cabin it makes excited to see lebron yes i'm probably excited to see lebron but is that because oh, i think it's gonna shit. be a cool hang or do i think it's like i don't know fucking I, I don't know. Uh, God himself walking through the door a little bit. It's like, yeah, cool. I want to see this guy, but do I want to have a couple beers with him, or is he going to just totally take over the room and I'm not going to have a great time? So it, it, it's. But that being said, I mean, at this point, if you go to the league cabin, I want to. I, I want to hang out at the league cabin. Jesus Christ! Like, <laughs> uh, he might. Uh, he might make everyone have a great time like he does on the court. So. I'm probably going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll give him a, a halfway guy's guy. Because he, I mean, he loves to suck down the wine, have cigars. So he can, we can at least do that together. So I'll give him a halfway. Kiefer. Uh, I'm going not guy's guy, bordering Ooh. on maybe just being a guy. Uh, and the biggest indicting factor really is Laves, his number one fan. <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> listeners, listeners. Laban just like rolled his chair to take his self time out. <laughs> and then he just heard teeth and he's rolled himself back in. So again, I'll say Laves, his number one fan didn't tell me any reason that would support the case for me wanting to hang out with him. He just said this kid had a bunch of pressure on him from a young age. Therefore, he's a guy's guy. No, therefore, he's an impressive guy. But... <laughs> Oh. It doesn't make me want to hang out with him anymore. I'm thinking Lee Cabin Test. I'm thinking he comes in, gives everyone their what's up. Everyone's looking at him like he's a god, fairly. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, maybe he's doing like an Instagram story. He has his camera in your face for 20 minutes. And then maybe he's like FaceTiming some other friends because he's too cool for the Lee Cabin. And then maybe we want to go to Wigwam and he doesn't want to go because it's, you know, he, he, he is corny. people don't mob him. He's he is very corny, and he's corny. Can I can I say I one? He's... Can I say one thing? I think throughout this entire podcast, ever since its inception, I've never actually understood guys guy segment. <laughs> I've always fucked it up, Stu. I think you've always know that I've fucked up the guys guy segment. I I go one way with it, Chief. You're you're on the right track. So so everything I said, you're right. Keep going. Thank you. I'm flattered. I just I don't think he's a guys guy. <laughs> I don't particularly want to hang with him. I don't think that's a fun time. I think it's a stressful time. Oh, God, that's good. Interesting. All right, Jay Lee, what do you got? 
Uh, well, Chief, I appreciate those facts, and uh, I do agree that that Braun can be corny, but I, I'm giving Braun a guy's guy, uh, and I think part of that is is going back to the yes, appreciating the greatness, but I also think looking back at the charisma of other players, even like Kobe and Jordan throughout their careers, who were pretty serious guys. Like Braun's a goofball, and he he actually is he he is a lot of fun. I think he's He's dope, but I think he'd come to the Lee cabin, have a few suds, hang out. And I think my motto with LeBron, who I have been a hater of in the past, is honestly since like the Kobe passing. So just just appreciate the dude. And I think I would appreciate uh, a couple of sodas with Bronski. Guys, guy. I want to say one thing on that. It's also, it's okay to be a hater, but also respect someone, right? Like, it's like, for example, if you're like a Crosby guy versus an Ovechkin guy, it's like when Ovechkin retires, you're going to be cheesed because like he's just a great he's great for the league. He's fun to follow. There's always storylines. So I'm with you. Like, there's a million things I could riff off about not liking LeBron. But at the same time, there's also a million reasons to like him, too. And I feel there's more good than there is bad, for sure. As I, I respect that about you, too. I, re I respect that about you, too, that you hate him. And you outrightfully hate him, but you also give him his dues, <laughs> which I really I, I appreciate the shit out of that. I I'm flattered. Uh, Ashley, what do you got? Uh, like you said, man. Like like Jay Lee said, um, I'm 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 not against LeBron. If he pulled up with, you know, some wine or cigar, I'm the type of guy where it's like. Whoever you are, whatever you like to do, I'm not going to judge you. Just be in your own element, and then we could we could kick it. So if he if he came in and, and he was in his element and he had his wine and he he was being corny LeBron and he was smoking cigarettes and he was I would just laugh. I'd just be like, this is hilarious. I feel like you guys would get along infamously because you like um, like enjoying a beverage and having a conversation or like having a cigar right and i feel like lebron is like that um so yeah that's a vibe that's for sure a vibe. actually you said if lebron asked you to have a cigarette you would say no i would smoke a cigarette or i would smoke a cigarette with i would smoke anything with him i'd smoke crack with him <laughs> 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 so what I, you know no it's lebron james like obviously no i'm not gonna smoke crap but it would be dope to link up with lebron james and just be like yo let's grab a brew have a conversation smoke a cigar and have yeah crack. <laughs> smoke some crack i love hey, it hey is this 14 plus too uh it, i feel <laughs> it's 21 plus the way this thing's gone <laughs> B.A., what do you got? So um, I, I go with a more methodical approach during this segment. Hey, what I like are you to present to my case. What are you trying to say about my approach? I'm trying to say it's not methodical <laughs> or, or scientific. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. So I, I like to present my case. So a couple things about LeBron that are pro guys guy. Two words, Taco Tuesdays. You don't see a lot of non-guys guys having Taco Tuesdays. Bringing AD over for Taco Tuesdays. That's a guys guy move. Number two. Good question. Yeah. How many, how many times like, can you yell Taco Tuesday or put that on 
Facebook before. That's just annoying to everyone. <laughs> I mean, two. What's the over under? You got about you got about two, two, two three. Yeah. And, two and what are the, what are the odds? What are the odds that he's having tacos at some point in Space Jam too? It's almost guaranteed at this yeah, point. Exactly. It, for that to not be written in the script would just be criminal. Yo, um, monsters. monsters all day. Monsters, baby. Monsters are winning this year, yeah, for sure. Um, and then the other one is the Harlem Shake video he did with the Miami Heat. That's a full team camaraderie thing. A guy's guy would not be involved Hated in that. that squad. Hated one of my favorite squad. all-time squads. One of like my favorite Birdman. was that. But man, my brother's name is Chris Anderson. I loved Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> iconic players in history. Bad uh, yeah, no, they were they were a great great squad. The big three, not not five, not six, seven, not eight, whatever. And then um the other guy, pro guys guy, is got, his got relationship with Chris Paul. Dwayne Wade, Mello, and like all those guys he met on uh, the USA basketball team, like you gotta be a guy's guy to have that kind of camaraderie with a group of people. You know what I mean? Like you would not. I, I hey, Kobe. Who, I Kobe. Who's fun out of that group outside of like Mello? I think Mello's good hang. D Wade yeah. good hang. CP3 is whack though. Is he? Yeah, you remember this? Yeah, you, you remember this? Like the the USA team basketball shit? Like uh, when LeBron was like, I so. That was Kobe. funny. Yeah. That was great. That was the funniest thing. They're literally in there, like in A and W, and it's like I so see every yeah, and he and he did the shorts. He did like the high shorts. Yeah, and that yeah, means yeah. get the hell out of the way. That gives yeah. me confidence in like, LeBron's acting. The fuck career. out of the way. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I thought that was the most amazing thing. That was yeah, such a respect between Kobe and LeBron at a young age. I loved the shit out of that. That was amazing. And then my so it was, my, it was like it's like hey, I do I do. So my um, my final point is that um, he has a show sorry. called The Shop, which is very much like this this right now, is where it's just a group of guys being guys, guys, talking. Like, LeBron likes to talk about this kind of stuff. He likes to talk about the Go conversation and all of that. He's just, like, a true, like, guy in his heart where he likes to talk about sports and everything Can we I like to talk that, though? Just, I, I find he's always talking on script, though. Even in the shop, the show. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen the shop. Still, I still like. Do you feel like you like? I feel like I kind of know who he is. Yeah, yeah. But I he, feel like there's a, I feel like there's a difference between a script and being calculated. I, I think LeBron is very intelligent with how he communicates. Yeah, but I also feel like with with that, he doesn't have the same. He could have more appeal if he had a different approach. Like I, I do think that he is. He skews too calculated at all Everybody times. Does. I would I think like there's a side you don't see to him. Buddy. He, he is such a he's so smart about making money and creating an empire. Exactly. That's insane. Oh, yeah. Like whatever he's doing, he's doing it just like MJ. Like MJ is doing the exact same thing. But like, MJ was way more smooth. <laughs> yeah, but he no. didn't have he didn't have way less media. Facebook. He didn't have all this in his face. Yeah. Dude, listen to listen to MJ post game. MJ post game, it's just like, it's just like angel harps. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron behind the curtain though, like I feel is more of a guy's guy than people think. Like you get those glimpses I agree with of that. like the ISO thing, the ISO thing. I agree. Like in the finals when he's talking, it does seem super calculated, and he's really thought about what he wants to say. Like 
the I want my damn respect, I feel like yeah. he planned that out for the entire right. year. Yeah. But I think behind the curtain when he's like chilling with the guys, it's much more candid. He's much more of a bro. I completely agree with that. But yo, I miss Kobe. I miss Kobe. Do you guys miss Kobe? I miss fucking Kobe a lot. Oh, Kobe, yeah. All right. Kobe. Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Was, uh, one of the, this, basketball wise for all of us, I think this is like the saddest year for all of us because that shit, when that happened with Kobe, it was just like rocking to all of us. That's, Unbelievable. I miss – he was so important to the game. He was nuts. He was great. Maybe not the oh. GOAT. Maybe, you know, not in that conversation, but he was so important to everyone. Uh, he's a, he's in the conversation. <laughs> he's in the conversation, yeah. But, oh, you know, Jay, you know, what, like what Kobe means to you and what what he no, means to all sure. of us. Co- Kobe was – He's an icon. That was, that was such a such a sad moment for all of us. So. Not to, I know, not to. I, I know. I know. If I was sad about it, you guys were all sad about it too. We were all sad about that, all that shit. So. Don't hurt. Not to R.I.P. to Kobe. Uh, not to switch gears, but how can how can LeBron be so calculated with no time on his hands? You know what I mean. Usually, you see the opposite. What? What do you mean? Like usually when. Like usually when actually rephrase that what what the fuck? Like usually when people are so busy, like these some of these superstars, like very super super very big superstars like LeBron or you know whomever, they don't have time to plan everything they're gonna say on live television. So I I feel like I can answer this question. It's it's because he's been in the limelight for so long. Like to to him, it's second nature. Like he knows how to handle media. He's been in front of the media his entire life. To him, it's just, it's just a it's it's a craft. I would also argue that we're in that we're in the era of of the camp, which I, which I love that term. Is like a lot of these high level players have their own camps, watching out for them. So there's literally a full media team behind Braun being like, "Yo, here's what to yeah. be aware of. Here's what you should be saying. Here's what you should not say." Nike people protecting Braun. Like that, people protecting it, like they protect that fucking environment for sure. And yeah, well, money- I'll, I'll have, never, I'll never have, forgive the guy who who decided it was a wise idea for him to release a dunk contest tape ahead of declaring that he wasn't going to participate. <laughs> to do that three weeks after saying he wasn't going to participate, I'll never forgive that. He has a lot of quotable finals moments eh? like the i want my damn respect and then the it's about damn time time. yeah like i wonder how many people sign off on these things or if he's just like this is i'm just i'm just gonna roll with this you remember you remember remember when kg fucked up i was just about to say yeah that yeah and then we got that was iconic i adidas adidas paid him a bunch of money to say the opposite of what he actually said and how much how much did coos get for the puma in the goggles like, i don't know if you guys saw uh, that yeah. yeah but 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 adidas paid him to say like uh impossible is nothing and he's like and and then kg said completely the <laughs> oh. opposite Remember that? <laughs> Jeez, that's exactly i didn't actually happened. know that little story like <laughs> yeah i didn't know that either so yeah. so this is uh speaking of kg um i've i'm getting a new desk and so i'm getting sort of my my figurines and stuff sorted out so i got the lowry that was perseverance i just got a kg like a little cartoon uh action guy 
uh, for passion and intensity. That's what he exuded in that moment, and that's why he's going to be sitting on the desk. I loved KJ. KJ was a fucking – he was one of the toughest fucking guys to ever play in the league, I think. He was a tough – he was a tough guy. I loved him. I love watching that guy play. I don't know. All right. Well, gentlemen, it's been a long ride. It's been a long, long season. Uh, a lot of haters, a lot of doubters said we couldn't get season one done, that we, we couldn't have that commitment, that we were going to be affected by the coronavirus. Nothing stopped us. So pop the top, spray some bubbly. Wacko Jackos. Wacko Jackos. Wacko Jackos. <laughs> That's a wrap on season one. Uh, we'll probably have some emergency pods and talk about some free agent stuff in the near future. Until then, gentlemen, thanks for being a part of this. Uh, love all of you. Keep it real. And we'll see and, you And on LeBron place. James is the best player in the, in the world. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. All right. All right. Uh-huh. Overcame some obstacles, yeah. tightened up my opticals. Yeah. My focus be untoppable, unstoppable, unfloppable. My words is very optimal, my style ain't very copable. Ain't about the price, about what's high, stop, drop a roll. Yeah. Yeah. Raps to make an